When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Hello and welcome into the Pick'em Pod of the Block M Podcast Network as we roll into another great week of college football. Week number five, how is it already here? Uh, Feels like it's going by far, far too quickly, but we've got a great slate of games coming off of what was an amazing week uh, last week. And as you know, we're going to pick eight games against the spread here this week. Odds via DraftKings Sportsbook. And well, we had... No losing weeks uh, a week ago. I did end up taking back the lead over Dan with a 5-1-2 week. Puts me at 21-14-2 overall. Uh, Dan and Vaughn both going 3-3-2 last week. So Dan sits at 20-15-2 on the year. Vaughn close behind it at 18-17-2. And And hey, we're all above 500, boys. So excited to get another great week going here. How are we doing here tonight? 
Man, those two pushes last week really annoyed me, honestly, <laughs> with, with the Michigan game and then the Ohio State Notre Dame game. I just I hate the the uh, even numbers. I, I like the halves on the spreads. So tried to sneak in as many of those as possible. Couldn't do it for every game. So we'll see how it goes. Danny boy, how are you feeling heading into this week? Yeah, I'm a little pissed off coming off of last week. Notre Dame failing to pick off that ball late in the fourth quarter on Ohio State's last drive and then having 10 guys on the field the last two plays of the game. What the hell are they doing? And then if you want to look at that Clemson-Florida State game too, I mean, Clemson did absolutely everything, everything to lose that game in the final couple of minutes. So I, other than that, I like, feel pretty good. I, I like some of the games this week, so I'm kind of excited to dig into it with you guys. The, yeah, they they call that Clemsoning, Dan. At this point, they have to be. <laughs> <laughs> that was prior prior to old Dabo getting his unicorns at at quarterback. You know, in the the Taj Boyd years and whatnot. That was, uh, uh, you know, that that was uh, pretty much a foothold of exactly what that program was. So it uh, looks like they're back to it a little bit. But we're going to start out west. The Pac-12. They have, without question, been the surprise of the year. Some really, really good teams over in the the final year of that conference. Uh, as we know it and we're going to have a great one on Friday night as number 10 Utah visits number 19 Oregon State and the Beavers three and a half point favorites Vaughn it's a really weird spread man three and a half it's a Friday game so you assume that weird stuff is going to happen but I'm just going to keep rolling with Utah here I I went against them last week and uh, I'm not going to be picking against them again until uh, further notice. They're they're a solid team and solid as anybody in college football, quite frankly. Uh, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback for them at this point, whether it's Nate Johnson. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Cam Rising could go out there. Uh, they're still going to perform at a high level, uh, especially with that stout defense that they've got limiting UCLA last week to just one touchdown. That kind of surprised me. Uh, so I know Oregon State, uh, you know, they looked lost at times last week against Washington State. It was a road game. They're coming back. It should be a bounce back performance for them. Uh, but I'm going to take Utah to cover this uh, point spread here. Dan, how do you see it playing out? Yeah, I'm 100% on the Utah side of things, especially at three and a half. When it was closer to three, I was a little bit more weary. But now that you're giving me that half point, I like them a lot more. Um, Oregon State has crushed against the spread. I talked about that last week as well. Uh, seven and one in their last eight home games, 13 and four in their last seven, in their last 17, excuse me. But at some point, the market and this number are going to correct themselves, though. And I feel like. The last week and this week is when that starts because I don't think that they are quite as good as that they are last, as they were last year, and that number is kind of coming down, maybe a little bit exaggerated too much on the Oregon State side of things. Utah's defense alone won them the game against UCLA, and I think it shows how tough they are, how physical they are, and. I feel like they didn't even care about the offensive side of the ball in that whole game against UCLA. It was ridiculous. Um, this game's going to be a little bit colder. I think that favors the Utes as well. It's supposed to be just 41 degrees at kickoff. And at this point, I, I think that I have to ride with Utah plus three and a half. Well, you guys know I picked Utah to to win the Pac-12, but I don't think anyone's going undefeated in this conference. And uh, I'm going to roll with uh, the the Oregon State side here. Actually, I'm rolling with the Beavers. And the big reason here is you take a look at that Pac-12 champion Utah team last year. Right, they had three losses uh, on the season. 
in the regular season, all of them came on the road, lost at UCLA, lost at Florida in that opener and lost at Oregon uh, last year. This one being in Corvallis, I like the Beavers coming off that bounce back. You talked about it a little bit, almost pulled off the comeback a, a week ago, fell just short. I think the Beavers playing at home, feeding off that home crowd. They're going to be able to get it done. And, you know, uh, Oregon State's playing to stay in the Pac-12 hunt. They're going to be hungry at home. Um, you know, that, that Utah defense is really good, but that offense, you, you go look at those games, 14, seven, a week ago, 20 to 13 against Baylor, 24 to 11 in the, in that second half against Florida, they, they just had nothing going offensively at some point that's going to catch up to them. I think it happens here. Uh, if rising is a no go, especially with California on the horizon, maybe get rising back for the USC game in a couple of weeks. Maybe that's the plan. Not a hundred percent sure, but I think they take their first L of the season here this week. And I like the Beavers at home minus three and a half. Let's go to the SEC LSU just two and a half point favorites as they visit the fighting Lane Kiffins, Dan. Yeah, I picked Ole Miss last week, and I really don't like them this week, even though they're at home against LSU. Uh, LSU's 5-1-1 one, and one against the spread in their last seven games, and they've beaten Ole Miss six out of the last seven matchups. After a loss, Ole Miss just 0-3-1 against the spread since the beginning of last season. They're also 2-6-1 against the spread against SEC opponents. Yes, LSU did not have a great game against Arkansas last week, and Ole Miss did, challenging Alabama, but this Ole Miss defense is Swiss cheese, and I think that Jaden Daniels is a lot more uh, accurate of a passer and just a better athlete overall than Jalen Milrow. So I like LSU a lot being uh, under that three-point margin and a favorite on, on the road against Ole Miss in this week. Vaughn, how do you see it playing out? I'm going to go on the other side here. I'm going to go with Ole Miss to uh, cover this point spread. It's at home for them, so consider this my uh, home dog pick of the week. But LSU, man, I mean, they just have not really impressed me all that much this year, which is such a bummer to say because I really like Jaden Daniels and what they had going offensively last season, sneaking into the SEC title game. I, I just don't see it this season from LSU. Just uh, the way that they performed at home against what I consider a middle-of-the-pack team in the SEC in Arkansas last week, only winning that game by a field goal. And now they're going on the road to a top-25 team, uh, and they're favored by two-and-a-half. I just don't really see that going their way in this one. The point spread also, or the uh, total, I should say, is uh, upwards in the 60s, I think. I want to say it's like 62, 63. So uh, if you want to watch uh, you know, touchdown after touchdown, that's probably going to be the game that you want to watch this weekend. So I will take Ole Miss to uh, cover the two-and-a-half-point spread. I'm going to roll with the Tigers here. I like LSU under that key of three. Dan, you you pointed it out. Look, at the end of the day, I think Ole Miss are frauds, man. Uh, that two-lane game, two-lane uh, really outplayed them for a majority of that game. Seven-point game against Georgia Tech in the fourth quarter uh, before exploding to make that score look a lot worse. They got nothing going against Alabama a week ago. I just don't like this Ole Miss team. I, I'm not a big Jackson Dart guy. I think he, he's been kind of overrated over the, the first first three weeks and we saw that a little bit in Tuscaloosa uh, a week ago I slightly worried about that LSU defense though uh, because they have given up some points here uh, this season but you take a look at that Arkansas game last week and yeah 34-31 was the final but you dig a little bit deeper and LSU dominated 
that football game. 8.8 yards per play against Arkansas last week while only allowing 6.3. That's a net two and a half. That would be, if that was averaged over the season, probably be like it'd be close to tops in the country uh, for, for net yards per play. So they dominated Arkansas. Score doesn't quite show it, but Jaden Daniels has been absolutely fantastic playing at a Heisman level. Uh, and I don't think that that old Miss defense uh, is going to be much better than LSU's to be able to hold down this, this LSU offense. So under the key of three, give me the Tigers as they roll into Ole Miss. Finally, uh... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Fade in Colorado came through for me a week ago. uh, Not even coming close to covering the 21-point spread uh, against Oregon. Now they welcome in number eight USC, who comes in slightly bigger favorites than Oregon did a week ago at 21 and a half, Vaughn. Yeah, I mean, if we faded them last week, we are certainly fading them this week against USC. Uh, So I'm going to pick USC to win and cover this 21 and a half point spread. Uh, I, I, we, we both predicted Luke that they would get blasted against Oregon last week. We were right. I mean, they just, it wasn't even a close game whatsoever. And this week they obviously come back home and they're going to get blasted again. Let's be real. So, I mean, if we look at what happened last week, Bonex on the, uh, Oregon side of things at quarterback, he's a nice college player. Caleb Williams is an NFL player who just so happens to be playing in college still four games in he's thrown for 1200 yards, 15 touchdowns, zero interceptions. So he is playing just as good, if not better than he did last year when he won the Heisman, he's well on his way to doing it again, Colorado. They just did not look good whatsoever last week. And obviously Travis Hunter being out had a little bit of a reason to do with that, but there are cracks along the offensive and defensive lines for Colorado. So I'm going to take USC. This is an auto play for me. You take USC and the points here, and you don't look back. How about you, Dan? Yeah, I went with Colorado last week. I was absolutely dead wrong. That was ugly, disgusting football game. If Oregon would have kept pace, they probably could have won by 150 points, and I'm not even joking when I said that. Uh, But And USC, you know, they have the best player in the country, Caleb Williams. I get it. He's going to carve up this Colorado defense. But here is where I have some issues with it. USC has not proven that they can slow down anybody on the defensive side of the ball right now. They are allowing 364 and a half yards per game to Arizona State, Stanford, Nevada, and San Jose State. And while Colorado did not look good last week, Oregon has a great offensive and defensive line, and I can't say the same about this USC Trojans team. 21 and a half points. I said it felt like a lot last week against Oregon. 
I feel like it feels like a lot here again, too. Uh, and USC, two and three on the road since Lincoln Riley has taken over. And they didn't cover against an Arizona State team that's awful last week on the road. The Buffaloes don't get close to winning this game, but I think that they keep it within that three-touchdown mark and they can hang in there. I'm just going to continue to fade in Colorado like I have all year. It's it's burned me a couple of times, but last week I feel like I got some vindication, and I'm going to do that again this week. I like USC minus 21 and a half. I think they were exposed a bit versus uh, Oregon, and look, they can't protect their quarterback. Can USC get home enough? We'll we'll have to see, but I don't see how Colorado stops USC at all uh, here, and they're going to get a multitude of possessions because Shadur Sanders is going to be under pressure at at some point. The trenches are soft on this Colorado team. Look, I respect what Dion is building, but he's probably a class or two away uh, from from really getting the guys he needs, particularly up front. And I think USC, they've got too much talent for Colorado to hang with here. I like the Trojans covering the the 21 and a half. Let's go to the Big 12. How about number 24, Kansas? They're on the road uh, Texas, number three in the country, and Texas, 16.5-point favorites, Dan. Yeah, uh, since 1996, Kansas has only won this game twice, and they've only beaten Texas once in Austin in that span. I absolutely love what Lance Leopold is doing in Kansas, though. Uh, They've been in the top 25 now in each of the last two seasons, and every program that Lance Leopold has been a has been a part of has turned into gold he's he's constantly made them eventually national championship caliber contenders or conference i guess if you want to count buffalo because they're never going to be a national champion but uh texas won and get this game in lawrence last season by 41 points they obviously have that big win under their belt against tuscaloosa in tuscaloosa against alabama this season but something to remember here texas is playing oklahoma next week And this feels exactly like the kind of game that the Longhorns would look past. I don't think that Kansas wins, but I think they cover the spread, keeping this game close. They're five and one against the spread in their last six games against Texas. So yes, Texas wins, but I think Kansas covers uh, that 16 and a half point spread. Vaughn, how do you see it playing out? Yeah, Dan, you kind of stole my thunder there uh, a little bit there with the look ahead for Oklahoma. So I'm going to take Kansas plus 16 and a half as well. I really like Texas this season. I think they, they, they very well could be back as uh, you know, everybody's been saying over the last half decade or so. Uh, But I really do like this Kansas team as well. Uh, I I think they, they, like you said, Dan, I mean, Lance Leipold, he's one of the better coaches in the country. Uh, And and defensively, I really like what they got going on and they have uh, uh, their speedy quarterback who I'm, I'm, blanking on the kid's name at the moment, but I really do like what they bring offensively to the table as well. So I could see this being like a, a, a sneaky close game this weekend uh, at Texas. So I'm going to take Kansas uh, with the points, but I, I do think Texas ends up winning uh, and uh, you know, it's just a little closer just because they, they may be looking ahead next week uh, to Oklahoma. Uh, I still like Texas here this week. I like him to cover uh, being under 17. I I do like that. Look, Dan touched on it. They steamrolled Kansas last year, 55-14, the final in that one. This year's Texas team, I think, is better. Um, And that was – that. That game last year was when Texas kind of on the back half of the season wasn't playing very good football. Still took it to the Jayhawks. Look, Kansas has been a fun story. 
this is their first real test, right? They're on the road. They're in Austin. It's going to be a crazy environment. Last week, Kansas was tied with Nevada with 620 left in the game. So I love Lance Leopold. Uh, he's he's really making Kansas Jayhawk football fun, which is, I mean, put him in the College Football Hall of Fame for that alone. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but, at, but at the end of the day, this Texas team is much too talented. And I, I think having Oklahoma next week is going to keep their eye sort of on the prize, knowing what's at stake uh, in the Big 12. And Texas dominated at Baylor a week ago. They're playing some good football. I'm going to roll with the Longhorns to cover here this week. If you're looking for a fresh new look this season, our friends at Homefield Apparel have you covered. In case you aren't familiar, Homefield Apparel is a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of the Midwest. And not only is their stuff comfy, but it's officially licensed gear, so you'll have peace of mind knowing what you're buying is legit. The home field team studies the history, traditions, and legacy of every school, and with all that information, they create thoughtful designs that tell the unique story of each university. Home field has some incredible designs you will not find anywhere else. From t-shirts to hoodies and crewnecks, they have it all, so you can proudly represent the maize and blue wherever you are. So if you want a piece of the action, head over to homefieldapparel.com. Again, that's homefieldapparel.com. Let's roll to the SEC, the back-to-back reigning champs, Number one, Georgia Bulldogs visiting Jordan Air and our 14-point favorites over Auburn, Vaughn. Yeah, kind of a lower spread than I anticipated this one being as well. We got some really interesting spreads here, specifically in the SEC this week. But I'm going to roll with Georgia to cover the 14. I really hate the even number there of it being 14. I would like the half, whether it's one way or the other, 13 and a half, 14 and a half. I don't really care, uh, but I will take Georgia I think they're one of the more complete teams in the country. They've got a top 15 offense. They're averaging uh, nearly seven yards a play, almost 500 yards a game. Uh, They're just rolling offensively despite having a a new quarterback, new running back. Uh, They still got Brock Bowers on that team, one of the best tight ends in in college football, if not the best. But uh, on the opposing side, not really a big fan of what Peyton Thorne has been doing <laughs> at the quarterback spot at Auburn this season. I know Auburn is historically like the Iowa of the SEC where you go there and it's just one of those places where crazy shit can happen. Uh, but I do think that Georgia comes out of there with a win and ends up covering the 14 points. How about you, Dan? Yeah, I got to admit, I hate this game. I probably will not be putting any money on it. And it's because both of these teams are awful against the spread. Georgia's 2 6 and 1 in their last nine games and are 0 3 and 1, just like the Michigan Wolverines this season. Carson Beck playing his first game on the road as the starting quarterback, even against a poor SEC school. It's not going to be an easy task. And uh, at the same time, though, uh, Auburn stinks. Uh, they lost to Texas A&M by 17 points and are 1-3 against the spread this season and 1-9 in their last 10 games played in the month of September against the spread. If I have to pick a side, I'm going with the Bulldogs because uh, they do pretty well against Auburn. They're 6-0 and against the spread the last six times they've played them. And I really like the under, under though, in this game. Uh, five of the last six games between these two have hit the under. It's currently sitting at 47. So if I'm playing something, it's probably that. Yeah, guys, I'm I'm rolling with the Bulldogs here as well. Look, that UGA defense, man, it is still really good. They come in at number four uh, in in defensive SP plus Auburn. It's pretty much a mismatch. Uh, they come in at number fifty two in uh, offensive SP plus. And you mentioned Peyton Thorne. 
Uh, complete 65% of his passes, it's respectable, but only 561 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions on the year. I don't know how Auburn's going to score. Um, and look, A&M beat up Auburn last week, 27 to 10. I think Georgia can sleepwalk to a cover. And at the end of the day, you had Hugh Freeze talking about something earlier this week about loving each other and and not hating and 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 not rooting for people to lose but but to win something along those lines. I don't know what the quote is. Kirby Smart is going to be in that locker room, you know, talking about probably decapitating Hugh Freeze. I mean, it is it's it's going to be uh, a much different vibe uh, uh, on the way Kirby Smart is going to approach this game versus Hugh Freeze. Give me the Bulldogs to to cover the fourteen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Staying in the SEC, we've got Florida visiting Kentucky. And how about the Wildcats being? a one-and-a-half-point favorite over number 22-ranked Florida, Dan. Yeah, I like Kentucky in this game. Uh, how about this? Florida's 0-5-1 the last six times they've played against Kentucky. And Kentucky's quietly having a pretty decent season. I know they struggled against, like, Eastern Kentucky or something like that in Week 2, uh, but they're 4-0 and on the season and are higher rated on S&P Plus with a top-10 rated defense. Uh, they're number 16 in the country on S&P Plus compared to Florida currently, who's a little bit lower. Uh, they're 6-3-1 and in their last 10 games against the spread, and I said it a couple weeks ago, I'll say it again, I do not trust Graham Mertz, and I do not trust him on the road. I think that that win against Tennessee at home a couple weeks ago uh, kind of boosted the, the Gators a little bit, definitely put them in the top 25, but I don't think Tennessee is all that good either, and they just struggled to beat Charlotte at home, did the Florida Gators. So give me the Cats covering at home. It's a, only a point and a half. I like that. How do you like it, Vaughn? So, Ryan, the same wave there with uh, the Kentucky Wildcats this week, Dan. Uh, only one and a half points. Florida uh, in their last six games against Kentucky are 0-5-1 against the spread. And in Florida's last nine road games, straight up are 1-8. and eight. They have really struggled on the road. Graham Mertz, I totally agree with Dan. I'm still not... Totally sold on him, albeit he has played a little better uh, outside of the one game at Utah. But even then, the entire team was just playing from behind the entire game. They just looked lost out there. So I think uh, this is going to be potentially a similar game at Kentucky. And they're a sneaky good team this year. I'm surprised that they're not ranked, quite honestly. Uh, So I'm going to roll with the Wildcats in this one. 
Yeah, I like the Wildcats, too, to to cover. I think they're really undervalued, right? You look at them, they come in at number 23 overall in SP+. They actually have the number 10 defense in the country, uh, according to the metrics. So they're kind of just flying under the radar here. I think a lot of people are going to look, oh, number two, Florida visiting Kentucky. Kentucky's not a good football team, and Florida's going to roll here. Why are they underdogs? But look, Florida likes to run the football because they have Graham Mertz at quarterback. And UK only allows 77.5 rush yards per game. So is Florida going to be able to run the football? That'll be the key. I think Kentucky shuts it down. And I think Kentucky's ready to put themselves on the map uh, with a big win at home. Give me the Wildcats to cover the one and a half. Notre Dame, after blowing it at home against Ohio State a week ago, they now travel over to Durham to take on the Dukies, who are five and a half point home underdogs, Vaughn. Yeah, I said earlier that Ole Miss was my home dog of the week, but I'm I'm going to roll with Duke as a home dog as well. They get the home crowd. It's going to be a night atmosphere. And uh, coming off Notre Dame's heartbreak uh, uh, loss to Ohio State at home, uh, I, I just wonder how they're all feeling mentally about how that game ended there. Uh, they were pretty much in line to get that win. Would have been one of the biggest wins in uh, uh, the season, uh, just in in general, but now that they got to go on the road and uh, try and forget all of what just happened uh, to them this past weekend at home, uh, traveling to a Duke team that is actually really good. I'm surprised at uh, this Duke program. They're not just a basketball program anymore. Uh, Elko has got them playing really nice football. Uh, they defend the pass uh, very well. They're ranked number four in the country. Uh, and uh, Riley Leonard at quarterback for Duke. Uh, he hasn't been lighting up the stat sheet by any means. It's just 778 yards and two touchdowns uh, in four games. But he's completing nearly 68% of his passes. And he's getting not one, not two, but three, four, five guys involved every single game. Just look at the box score. I mean, he's throwing to multiple dudes every single week. So they don't really have like a go-to guy, but that might help. And it seems like it has helped Duke's offense so far this season. Uh, Three guys have double-digit receptions and a fourth guy has nine. Uh, And their running back is averaging 6.6 yards a carry. Going up against a good, not great Notre Dame rush defense. So I'm going to take Duke with the points to cover at the very least. And uh, if they win, uh, it would not be surprising. And I would be one happy man on Saturday night. How do you like it, Dan? Yeah, uh, Notre Dame, you know, they they really did not play very well last week. I know that they should have won that game, but I was not very impressed with either Notre Dame or Ohio State in that contest. Uh, it was their first loss against the spread in their last six games, though, and arguably uh, if the clock would have been at 0-0 instead of 0-1, they probably would have, or they would have covered the spread by just two points against Ohio State in that game. Uh, they're at risk of a hangover against Duke here, but I think that instead of you know that being a down point to this season, Marcus Freeman turns it, and that Notre Dame really comes in and kicks Duke's ass. I think that they're going to play really well. Sam Hartman's going to be back on top of things. They're nine and zero against the spread in their last nine games against the ACC. Give me the Fighting Irish less than a touchdown on the road. 
I'm going to roll with the Blue Devils here. You know, they're, they're the only dog I've been on here this week so far. They're catching five and a half. I love a home dog. I think this is going to be a bit of a deflated Notre Dame team. They they played, I mean, I don't want to say they played well, right? But that was a game that they absolutely should have won. They had multitudes of chances to close that game out. And when it doesn't happen, when you've been that hyped for a game against an opponent like that, it really does demoralize you. I think they're going to come out a little flat. And I think Leonard is going to sling this football uh, all over him. And I think Duke is kind of solid all around, kind of quietly, right? 28th in offensive SP+, 24th in defensive SP+. Like, they're not a pushover by any stretch. This is outside the key of three, again, at home. Duke, by the way, I know they haven't exactly played a world-beating schedule, but what did good teams do? They beat the opponents that they're supposed to beat, and they they don't do it closely. Duke has won every game by at least 21 points. I think they're really undervalued catching Notre Dame at the right time. I like Duke five and plus five and a half at home. Finally, we've got number two Michigan taking a trip to Lincoln to take on the Cornhuskers of Nebraska, the Wolverines, a 17-point favorite, Dan. Yeah, this game reminds me a lot of the Rutgers game last week. Offense that can only run the football. Defense that's top marks against the run in college football, but hasn't played anybody that can really run the ball well. Mobile quarterback who's wildly inefficient when throwing the ball and barely over 50% completion percentage, no matter who's at quarterback for the Cornhuskers. And this is, although it's Michigan's first game on the road this year, and they've yet to play a complete four-quarter game. I think Michigan wins this one and covers the spread. I've been riding with them pretty much every week to this point, which has burned me a few times. But I think that this is a, the, the, the time that it actually happens because I think the game plan is so similar to what they ran last week against the Scarlet Knights. So give me Michigan and the points, minus 70. How, how do you like to see it, Vaughn? I totally agree with you, Dan. I think they do win, and I think they do finally cover the spread. I'm and not it's alone. So, <laughs> it's, and it's so, I know, and it's so <laughs> weird to uh, imagine that this is, you know, we're into week five. It's their first road game. They haven't covered any of their games at Michigan Stadium. They got close last week. Had it not been for a missed field goal, they would have. But I think they finally get it done this week. Uh, Nebraska uh, they've got a really solid run defense, but their offense just stinks. They got their backup QB Heinrich Harburg in who sounds like a, a, a double in uh diehard, uh, but uh, he is the quarterback for Nebraska uh, eight for 17 for 107 yards and a touchdown last weekend against Louisiana tech. Now, granted, he has been running the ball pretty effectively. He did run for a, a buck 57 and a touchdown last week as well. But Michigan, I, I think they're going to be able to contain him on the ground uh, as well as obviously through the air. He is just not a very good passing quarterback at this point in his uh, development as a quarterback. And uh, I, I do think that Michigan's offense are going to play methodical and I think they're going to play uh, very well. Uh, this week on the road. And even though it is a tough place to play, Lincoln is, I, I do think that they win and uh, cover this spread here, man. And for the first time this year, 
I'm on the Wolverines to cover. I like them uh, minus 17. They're going to cover for the first time here this year. I think Michigan's getting better and healthier each and every week. That's a a very important thing that they're just starting to climb that ladder. I think there's been a market overcorrection on the Wolverines because they are 0-3-1 against the spread, and I understand they're going to Lincoln. But at the end of the day, man, SP Plus puts this spread at around 24. That's where I think it should be, around 21 to 24, somewhere in that range. So I think you're getting a lot of value on the Wolverines that defense is the elite of the elite and I Nebraska is only gonna probably get you know 10 possessions in this game I I don't think that that they can score enough nearly uh to keep this at 17 so go ahead uh and give me the Wolverines now quickly we'll go to our eliminator as we all uh won last week even though we were all on different ones and we all sweat a little bit Indiana Nebraska Illinois uh all winners a week ago as we roll into week number five Vaughn I'll start with you who's your eliminator here this week boy am I glad Indiana eked that one out in (laughs) overtime my god uh that was a barn burner to say the least hope it's not the same this week i am going with Rutgers at home against uh wagner wanted to take minnesota at home against louisiana but after that performance against northwestern i just i am not uh, very high on minnesota at the moment so i'm going to take Rutgers at home to uh bounce back from their loss last week at michigan how about yeah, you how about dan how about the whole 15 Wildcats fans storming the field after they beat Minnesota <laughs> last week? Uh, yeah, I'm also with Vaughn on this one. I'm going with Rutgers over Wagner. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. It's the game that I'm most confident this weekend in the Big Ten. Yeah, we're all on Rutgers here this week. I think we all had this one circled when uh, the, the Scarlet Knights were going to be taking on Wagner. So hopefully we're all going to be alive as we go to week <laughs> number six. We'll see what happens before we go. Dan, where can we find you on social media? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Dan Plucker. That's P-L-O-C-H-E-R. You'll see a lot of Dame Lillard to the Bucks content on there today because, man, that's just so, so happy that he's uh, coming into Milwaukee. Uh, Vaughn, how about you, man? You won't find any of that content on my Twitter, but you can follow me <laughs> at Vaughn underscore Lozon. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Subscribe, rate, leave a review wherever you get your shows. we got a lot of great ones here on the Block M Podcast Network. So that'll wrap it up for us here on the Pick'em Pod. Hope you have a wonderful uh, week five of the college football season. For Von Lozon and Dan Plucker, I'm Luke Giardi, and we'll see you next week.